a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, what we're looking forward to. Episode 3 of Season 3 is here. We are deep into pigskin previews with just a few more to collect and shoot, but the fun part of finishing and editing them all and putting them out for people to see is coming in the next two weeks. We've got Glenwood, Lanphier, and Riverton to shoot on Thursday, followed by Springfield High on Friday, and then we will start collecting a few soccer and volleyball previews for your viewing pleasure next week. All right, with all the busyness of getting to 17 football practices in the last three days, I've got a pre-recorded interview from a few weeks ago. We've got former Springfield High football player, former Illinois State football player, and current Southeast High School assistant coach Nate Borders talking all things football. I'd like to welcome in Nate Borders to the podcast this week to talk um, a little bit, a little bit about everything because I feel like uh, I, I have a lot of questions to ask you. Um, I feel like you're a very interesting guy. I'll take, um, I'll take those let's, let's start with you. How, how's your summer going, and how are you feeling? Uh, it's been good. It's it's been very weird since this is my first summer not like playing related. Yeah. Where like in high school is all or like you know all throughout high school would be baseball, then to go basketball, then I had football. Then in college, obviously, I had football workouts all year long. So this has been a very, it's been a welcome but kind of different change to my summer. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a lot, been a lot more relaxing. Yeah. I'll put it that way. You don't um, have to wake up every day going, okay, how many hours until I have to do this, or how many? Hey, you'd be surprised because okay. um, just with coaching and then yeah. trying to figure out how, basically, figure out my classroom when I'm teaching. Right. That's been a lot. That's been a lot. But again, it's it's been fun just to. Kind of not have to worry about conditioning. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Is it uh, is it tough though to say that you know you won't put that helmet on again? Does that feel weird? It's it's a weird feeling. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story because okay. a lot of one one of the strength one of the coaches at Southeast was one of my coaches at Springfield, uh-huh. and it might have been like habitual instinct. But the first practice they had where they were doing like you know doing sprints or whatever and coaching on the line. I instinctively like went on the line with him just out of pure habit. Yeah. So kind of getting out of that, like, okay, now I don't got to do the running. <laughs> now I don't have to do, you know, X amount of drills so many times. Yeah. Kind of getting out of that mindset has been different. But I feel I kind of feel like I've closed that door uh-huh. on my life. Like, okay, now I'm not Nate the football player or Nate the you know the athlete. Now I'm. Nate the teacher, Nate the coach. Yeah. Nate whoever. Just a different chapter. Just a different page, chapter. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, as you look back on it, though, I mean, how special was it to, to get the opportunity to play football as long as you did? It's, well, <laughs> um, it was, it's very special. I know I'm lucky to be one of the few that not only play in high school, but then also go on and play D1 football as well at Illinois State. Um, just... It's really helped me grow as a person and just be able to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different perspectives and a lot of things. I think that's something that I'm going to carry with me to um, wherever I go throughout my life in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, to go along with that, just seeing how football has changed not only my life, but also those around me, especially when you going to get into more like the college level where now kids who maybe didn't have the opportunity to go to college just based off of either grades or um, like income. Mm-hmm. Now they have the opportunity. I think that's been something that I think has been very cool to see. Is there anything like the 
the feeling of a locker room, the just the not only the the randomness of the people, but also just that feeling of uh, we all have one common goal, but we are all completely different people, personalities, body types, everything mm-hmm. like that. I don't, th- I don't think, per- my opinion, I don't think there is, and the, you can go, you can ask almost anybody who's ever played a sport in almost probably any sport, is that that locker room's like a second home. Because I know for me personally, we'd have <laughs> five thirty a.m. conditioning in the winter, and you'd have by seven o'clock, you'd have all the guys asleep in there, or when we had fall camp. It'd be okay. So we know we're here from from the crack of dawn till we go to sleep. What can we do in between this time? And it'd be. Um, I remember one summer. I think it was maybe twenty. It was last year, actually. I think about it. Uh-huh. Um, we all played Clash Royale on our phones. Don't ask us why. Yeah. Kind of like the random two week. <laughs> I remember going to play this. Yeah. Um, that's. There's that. There. It's just. Nice knowing that there's all these people around me and around who are there, not only there for me, but there for each other. But I think at the same time, too, is that you can still get something close to that feeling whenever you have that common, when you have a group of people for that common goal. Mm-hmm. And even if it's, for me, teaching, it'd be with my other teachers, with my school, with my principal, whoever it'd be, right. knowing that there's still someone else who has that common goal for bettering our students, mm-hmm. I think is something that's very similar. Not to say the same, but very similar. Um, before we get into like your, you know, the future with the teaching and the coaching, I want to go back and, and kind of let you tell uh, the story of how you became where you are. And uh, based on the fact that your last name is Borders, I'm assuming that you probably grew up in a gym for the most part. Your your dad probably <laughs> took you to the gym a lot, or you're you've been around sports since probably you can even walk. Um, I have. There's one. There's one very funny story. <laughs> Uh, that I, I didn't realize, but so I'm going to be teaching coaching at Southeast. That's where my dad coached and taught for probably, I think it was like the first, I don't know, however long years. I don't know. I don't know the years off my top, off top of my head. But there's a baby picture of me hanging up on our living room that has baby me in a little in a little Spartan, like, onesie. Yeah. But with terms of just, like, always being around a gym, there's all there's a ton of pictures for me. You know, holding a basketball, me playing t-ball, me being held by like the entire girls basketball team when I was like, you know, one or two. But just having that, I've always known sports, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's really um, been influenced by my dad. I think that's something that's very grateful for to me. Um, And how big is your family? How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two little sisters. Uh Abby, Abby's currently. She's going to be a junior, okay. going to Springfield High, yeah. and then Anna is 18. Okay. So, um, in in that type of family, that type of environment, I mean, you guys probably just spent a lot of time, like you said, with your dad, with the team, with the gyms. Um, so, growing up, what what was your favorite sport? How did you kind of, what, what were you passionate about? So, growing up, my favorite sport was basketball. Yeah. I mean, one I've always grown up around. Um for me, it was the one I had most easy access to because all I needed was a basketball, and then we had a couple, one of those you know portable hoops on my driveway, yeah. so I'd shoot that. Um, I had I would I would always try to go to my dad's practices, and granted, he'd probably yell at me a couple times because I'd be shooting the basketball and it'd, it'd bounce while he's like trying to explain a play. Um, but I always grew up around basketball. Baseball was probably the well, was the second because I only really played basketball and baseball when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved baseball. I loved, I don't know, I had the, the weird nostalgia of summer. When I was a kid where it would be 
You play out at Rotary Park at six o'clock. You drink of the one night game you had yeah. your summer season, and, the lights, get, yeah. and then you go get Coors or Coffees <laughs> afterwards. Um, but probably be those two sports because I didn't really start playing football until uh, high school. Yeah, I didn't start playing. And if you want the story behind how I got into that, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so. Worst thing about basketball in any sport, in my opinion, conditioning. Yeah. And me being the naive 14-year-old that I had that I was, I thought if I could play football, that meant I could get out of preseason basketball conditioning. Right. Yeah. Not, not the case. Not the case. <laughs> no. Football conditioning was worse than I ever imagined. <laughs> and that is that is the only reason why I got into football was because I wanted to get out of basketball conditioning. Yeah. Um, but even then, football really taking over my life, which I did not expect. What do you remember about your first football practice? <laughs> first, okay, my first padded football practice. Okay. And How for, hot was it? It was actually, because I didn't start playing until the actual school year, because okay. after we, um, it was after the first game, so it, was, it wasn't that, it was like maybe 80 or so. Okay. But for anyone who doesn't know, I am 6'7", 300-some-odd pounds. Mm-hmm. But as a freshman, I was probably like 6'5". Okay. Um, we had a player, probably all of five, seven, five, eight, but was built like a mule. I mean, this guy was strong. So we do tackling drills. I got basically suplexed because because he was also a wrestler. I got suplexed, hit the ground, and in that moment, I almost want to quit on the spot. Yeah, my first practice. <laughs> that is the only memory I have of my first practice was just that play. Yeah. And then walking to football. Walking to football, and then I, I go. And my mom's like, "Mom, I don't know if I want to do this." She goes, "Too bad, you're doing it." Yeah. <laughs> you went. You're going now. Yeah. Um, what was the um, first varsity action you remember? Oh, crap! Now I got to think back. Sorry. No, no, you're good. It's been a few years now, but that's. Um, I think the my first varsity experience was. I think it was against my, my first. Actually, I lied. I do remember now. It was Chatham. Okay. We played Chatham my junior year, and that was like the first one. I that was my first varsity start. I remember that because our starting left tackle went was like got injured the game before, like at the very end, and then I had to come in and start, and that was very rough because I because again I just wasn't really used to playing at that speed yet, but then yeah. I think, especially in that first half, um, during halftime, my coach pulled me, so I was like, hey, you got to, like, you know, buck up or shut up, and I was like, okay. Then I think the second half went a lot better. Yeah. And I think my first true varsity action was my sophomore year against Southeast. I think I remember, I think I went in for, like, four plays yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what's the biggest misconception about linemen? Uh, that we're fat and unathletic, um, especially when you get to the college level. I, I swear to I promised on everything I know and love. We at Illinois State, he was six foot, maybe two eighty, and he had a six pack. It was wearing like a four six or four something like egregious. Yeah. Um. There's that. Uh. There's a misconception or there's a conception that linemen are the weirdest, which I will have to agree with. <laughs> um. That just linemen linemen in our like meeting rooms was. Probably some of the funniest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Um, I think it's the funniest interview. It is. We had... <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, 
But so in our meeting room, there'd be like a fan in the very front of the room. Mm-hmm. Well, every time someone let one rip, it would just, oh my gosh, it reeked. And it got to the point where, where our coach was like, I, if any of y'all <laughs> rip one again, y'all are running. Um, that's probably, I would say those two are probably the biggest conceptions about um, linemen. Because even now, if you look at like Trent Williams on the 49ers, dude's 300 pounds, 6'5", and yeah. is just laying out guys. And build like a Greek god. Yes, just that's, it's... Ripped to it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, they're not just the big fat boys anymore. <laughs> not, no longer. We are, we, we no. are, linemen are people too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you obviously played, like you said, you played basketball and baseball mm-hmm. and football in, in high school. Um, how glad are you that you were able to play three sports in high school? Because that's not the case anymore. Not, not many kids do that. And it, I was very grateful. I was lucky and fortunate enough to have really all my coaches be like, hey, we understand that like you play three sports, focus on that sport. So um, this, really, this really happened like my junior year was when like it really kind of got mm-hmm. like a bail of our sense. So like it'd be football season – and I told my I told the bas- my basketball coach Crum, he'd be like, "Hey, um, don't worry about it. Wait until your season is done, then you come do our workouts." Yeah. Well, even then, it'd be like a day, and I go to workout. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with baseball. It'd be like they'd have winter workouts, and I'd be like, "Hey, I can't go. I you know I got basketball." And Starman would be like, "Don't worry, go to basketball." Yeah. And then baseball really was just that was that was fortunate enough to where like that was really the only thing I really had to worry about because it's close to the end of the year. Really didn't anything to really pick up till summer. Mm-hmm. But even the summer was probably some of those hectic times in my life because it'd be if I remember correctly, one I remember for at least a month or two weeks ago, seven to nine conditioning for football, nine to eleven thirty basketball camp. Like twelve to you know twelve to two basketball, and then either practice at night for football, or we had like a, like a tournament on Lincoln. Yeah. But even then, I think that helped me with time management, right. commitment, physically being in shape, and then also just being able to talk to all my different teammates. Right. I think that's something that's very, I think I don't I want I just underappreciated, but you're, I think a lot of people are a lot of kids are starting to say, hey, I'm going to work focus more on football than. Mm-hmm. Basketball or you know volleyball versus basketball or whatever the the case may be, mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that I wish I would see more because I think because I don't think in hindsight kids realize how helpful that is. Yeah, because it's not like if you play basketball they, they, you're only working on basketball skills, or if you're working on football it's only football skills. A lot of sports because they're sports. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Transcend each other, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's the big thing, I guess. Yeah. At what point in your high school career did you realize that it was possible to, to play football at the next level? Um, I realized it was possible when <laughs> I had a lot. I had a lot of stories when yeah, I was seventeen. I wore a, I think it was like an element. I wore some sort of like full college football shirt, and the kid and uh, someone goes, "So you play football there?" I was like. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a senior yet, or whatever the whatever grade I was. I think that's when I noticed, and then just when I was, um, what I'm looking for. Like when I look at pictures, it'd, it'd be head like me being the, the tallest, biggest, yeah. and then yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Which even then I was 
I didn't really th- think about. Uh-huh. I was more focused on just playing on the game, playing right. the game. Yeah. Um, looking back on it now, how how happy are you to say that you not only went to Springfield High, but you got to be a part of those three teams in those three sports? It was very. I would say by by the by my senior year, I was I took a lot of pride in um, everything because especially since. My freshman year, there's a lot of turbulence between like coaching changes, mm-hmm. culture changes, all this. I I, I like to think I don't, I might be wrong. I might be talking crazy. But I think by the time my senior year hit, me and then all all the other seniors I played with, basically all all four of those years, I think we really helped change that culture of those three sports we all played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably for me at least one of the most impactful things that I've done in my opinion. Just being able to say, hey. Yeah. Looking back, we went from not so good of a team to now at least the culture's there. And that's something that I think is gonna have to I think that's something that's gonna tra- that transcends any sports team you anybody's ever a part of. Right. Um, so then you get to ISU and you know, playing college football is not only a full time job, but I mean that's a huge accomplishment. Um, looking back on it now, how much did you change as a person? through those years and, and how did you change? I think another thing part of, part of that is too is uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna show it to you this way. If you I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you a picture. Okay. Um when I was when I was fresh out of high school, I had a full head of hair and no beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Currently I am bald and have a very nice beard in my opinion. Yeah. Um physically Look at that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Physically I changed a lot, but I think also mentally too with COVID, with being able to go through all my classes, going through um, four years of playing college football, meeting guys from Florida, New Jersey, California, Ohio, te- everywhere. That's really helped with my worldview on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I never met, or I didn't really know a lot of um, like Hispanic people in my life until literally I would say one of my really good friends from football. Grew, grew up in Miami his entire life. Wow. Um, it's a little different than Springfield. A little, little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Um, one of the one of the linemen from California, from Fresno, and he, was, he would tell us all these stories about you know going surfing. I'm like, I would never touch a surfboard, <laughs> but having those stories, seeing people from Texas <laughs> bring up uh, always bashing the Cowboys, all this stuff. Yeah. I think that's something that's helped me grow and realize, hey. It's not just Springfield. It's all these different communities are being impacted by all these different things. Well, I think that's a great way to lead into uh, the opportunity that you have now to not only, you know, further your career as a teacher, but to be able to give back to the kids of of Springfield. And you got to, like, you just talked about it, um, but how important do you feel that is to be able to try to tell 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids in Springfield that it's not just Springfield, like, you can accomplish a lot better things, bigger things. I think, so I did my student teaching at Southeast, and it was very, very cool for me to be able to teach history and have my kids be like, wow, I didn't know that was a thing. Or be like, wow, that's really messed up. And I'm like, yes. When when you look at um, how, especially like laws, affect different people different ways. Like a lot of my students, they didn't know about like, they knew slavery. They knew that, you know, again, slavery's bad, all this stuff. But then they didn't know 
how far reaching it is when you come like segregation or like I always use me as a personal example. My I'm mixed. Dad's black. My mom's white. We, my parents were not allowed to be married up until loving Virginia in the '60s and showing my kids, hey, these are how laws can affect different people in different ways. And it's not just this preconceived notion that oh, racism racism's different or whatever. It's all about how do these how do these people interact with each other? Because I, I told my kids the first day, I'm not gonna be able to cover everything, but what I'm gonna Try to go and make you do is think about the world and how you fit into that world, and how can you change that world to make it make it a better place. And I think the biggest the, the, this is the only time I almost cried during student teaching. Um, I had a kid, uh, one of my students, tell me that she wanted to be a teacher like me, and I that <laughs> was dropped it on the spot. Um, but I think just showing kids that it's not just Springfield, it's not just Southeast, it's not just Lane Fear, whoever. There's all these different people, different types of people in the world that somehow we got to make everything work. Yeah. I think that's the big, big thing for me. And how do you, it's kind of make you excited to know that you have that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, you also have so much experience with that. Like you said, with the, the locker room aspect of so many people coming from so many different places, so many different races, religions, you know, demographic, like mm-hmm. economic background, all that stuff to where, um, I mean, Obviously, this is a sports podcast, and you know, at Channel Four Fifty, we cover sports. But the impact that sports has on lives and the communities, and can change things by bringing people together, is just an incredible thing. And for you to have that opportunity to teach people now that you've gone through it and you see it and you you can understand it, and hopefully, you can get the kids to relate to that. Yes, I think when it comes, I think that's when I, when I say talk about stuff like team culture. I think that's where it really becomes important is because if I were going on the street and start asking people like your preconceived notions of certain schools, they probably wouldn't be that good. But if you can look at, you know, maybe Southeast football where I'm coaching and slowly but surely we can have our kids be out in the community. We can do um, more like service opportunities, be able to be seen and kind of change that stereotype of, oh, they're just kids from the South, from the South side. No, we're actually, you know, smart, intelligent kids. You just got to, get rid of that stereotype I think that's going to be how people can start to become more together with sports especially because with sports especially if you're winning really really good feeling yeah um and I think even then when it comes to maybe if you're not doing so well it's okay what can we do now now what can we what can we do to get back on that winning track right. and I think that's where we're at right now and I think that's how um people will begin to see Southeast in a different light and different schools in general, I think is how, that's how you can change that right. um, idea. Just your your energy, your excitement, your enthusiasm is, is like exciting for me to see because <clears throat> you can tell that you're very passionate about it and that's kind of show through the kids who um, not only need that type of person to help them, but the opportunity to to see somebody succeed that, that you did, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so um, that's why I hope, you know, just you being able to tell the story can be inspiring to these kids and say, you know, it doesn't matter what you go through. You have an opportunity. Keep an open mind about everything, like you said, and um, be willing to learn and willing to grow. And um, that's why I'm excited to to kind of sit down and talk to you and kind of have you back in the community to where um, we're going to see you on the sidelines every Friday night. And um, not only that, but, you know, 
obviously you're going to make a huge impact in the classroom. We don't cover that as much. But, um, uh, I, I hope that you have that impact. Um, and, you know, that's got to be exciting for you as a, as a new mm. teacher coming in to say, I have the opportunity to change so many kids' lives and, and be a part of that. I think that's I think that's why I got into co- coaching slash teaching is because even 15, 20 years down the line, I, I'm with my mom and my dad out, you know, at Hy-Vee or whatever, and it's, hey, Mr. Borders, remember me? You had me when I was, you know, in 2005. And that's like, give me name, and I remember you. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Or it's, um, I think that's where, why, kind of why I got into teaching is because I saw that impact that just a, one good teacher can have on a number of students. And I think that's why I think education in general is just so important is because it can have that impact on students, not only just on students, on the community in a variety of different ways. I think that's, for me, why I got into it. And I hope I have that impact. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is it is it going to be weird to trade in your red for the, the blue and yellow now, or are you okay with that? Um, so I already got made fun of for that by both my parents and, um, one of the coaches and, uh, man, if I was going to see you in red, man, you better stop changing. <laughs> Cause when I was teaching, I always wore ISU polos. That's yeah. basically all I had. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know what? You do realize next year you got to wear, you know, blue and gold. I was like, yeah, I right, fine. We'll get there. Yeah. I need, I need some money. <laughs> wear my right. Stuff. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, um, and it's awesome. I appreciate your time and uh, excited to see you uh, every Friday night now. It's going to be fun. Okay, okay look up Southeast. I'm hoping to get a bucket hat. Yeah. Or, or, that's uh, good. That's a coaching move, yeah. Or I'll just take it off with the head shine. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for your time. Of course. Thanks to Nate for his time and great conversation. Best of luck to him at Southeast this season as a coach and, more importantly, as a teacher. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you go download our app. We've got some big things coming on the Channel 1450 app. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'll see you next week.